Social Butterfly Podcast. We are here to inspire dreams and help you spread your wings to fly. Baby girl, it's okay to be shy. But now it's time to kiss fear goodbye. Welcome to another episode of Antisocial Butterfly Podcast. Today, we are here with a very special guest. My guest today is very inspiring to me. She's an entrepreneur. She has her own business making one-of-a-kind, beautiful, handcrafted hats. Hello, Ari. Thank you so much for being here and having an opportunity for the listeners to get to know you and know about a little bit about your business. Hi, thank you for having me. Your family has a successful business here in Las Vegas, multiple Mexican restaurants throughout the city. You could have taken that easy route, ride the wave of success of your family, but you didn't choose to do that. You chose to carve your own path, your own lane. What inspired you to do that? Well, where do I start? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) You're like, do we have time? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my family's been doing that. Like my family's restaurant, Bonita Michoacan. They've had it for 23 years now, and yeah, it's it's crazy. I actually worked there from 15. Well, actually, I did child labor there when I was 10. <laughs> they would take me and like give me little jobs to do, like cleaning silverware in the kitchen or doing the silt, like the rolling up the silverware, whatever, like just to keep me busy. But I started actually working there at 16 as a hostess. And then I did other things there. Then I was um, assistant manager and then manager at the end. When I, the last year I lived here, no, the last two years I lived here, I was a manager. So I kind of got the, the feel of what it would be like. And I was just like, no, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And my brother's a chef. So that's his thing. He's running the restaurant now and he loves it. I've just always been creative and like my own way. So I realized that I just couldn't do it. I couldn't take one more day of being there. And I've always painted. I've always been like making things with my hands. So I figured I would just go that route. And I go there now, since I was the manager there for two years and worked there for way too many years from, I think it was 16 to 24. I go there and I look around. I'm like, no, because sometimes I think about it. I'm like, what if, you know, this doesn't work out or that doesn't work out? Well, I have the restaurant, but I'm just like, no, it just gives me like motivation to like keep pushing for my own thing so that I can build and do my own thing. You mentioned the name. Thank you for that. So it's Lindo and Bonito Michoacan for anybody yeah. in Las Vegas that wants to try amazing Mexican food. Go find, go pull up your Google Maps, type that in, and I'm sure you'll find one nearest you it's on Decatur and Plains yes you're correct that is the very first one that my husband and I Freddie went to and I was mentioning to him because he has like the, the greatest memory what was the very first time that uh we came to know any, know of each other he was your friend and we added we added each other he added you and somehow we were at the restaurant we checked in and you saw that we 
were in there that we had checked in the restaurant and you're like, oh, hey, that's actually my family's restaurant. So since then, right, is uh, here we are now. How small Vegas is, even though I grew up in Reno, they say that's a small town, but Vegas in a sense is is pretty small, would you say? I feel like Vegas, you know somebody that knows somebody. Like randomly, you'll be talking to somebody and I'm like, I didn't know you knew that person. Like, yeah, I went to high school with them. It just happens all the time. And now you living in LA, California, like now you're a little bit here in Vegas, a little bit in LA, you uprooted your your comfortable place here and not just only chased your own dream, but decided to go to California, which to me too is very inspiring because, you know, a lot of people don't have that courage for whatever reason they give themselves to not do it. But you said, I'm going to take that risk and chance. Yeah, I actually was, it mostly happened because, well, my dad in Mexico was a doctor. Um, So I was studying here while I was going to work at the restaurant. I was studying biology to go be a doctor (laughs) because my dad was like, you gotta be a doctor, a dentist, or like, you know, some, one of those things a vet whatever anything just pick one and I was like well fine I'll be a doctor you know but I was undocumented so I was going to like CSN and things like that and I got all my credits that I needed to go to med school oh Um, my gosh I did not know that of you yeah and I was pretty much ready to go like I went to the school by this point I was 23 almost 24 and um I got by that time, I already have my papers, like my residency. And I was like, okay, well, then I'll go to school now, like an actual college for medicine. And I went to check it out. I loved it. My dad was like, well, if this is what if it's going to be to be a doctor. We're going to help you out and like put you through school and all these things. And But if it was for something else, they had already told me they weren't going to help me. Because when I was 18, I was like, I want to go to art school. And my dad was like, art school like you don't need to go to school for that like just go draw <laughs> and paint your room you know? of course yeah um, so like I felt like I had no choice so I was studying to be a doctor and then when I was trying to like sign the paperwork and all those things I just went into this like little hole and closed off and I was like what am I doing like I would never like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I want to do this. And I just started thinking about it. And I was like, no way. Like, what if, what's going on in my head? Why am I going a route that I don't even want to be and that isn't even me, you know? Um, that's wow, when I started Ari. to really figure out and think about, like, what is it that I really want to do? And I'm like, well, I'm always drawing, like, shoes and clothes. <laughs> and I'm always making my own, like, clothes and decorating things that I'm wearing so why don't I like look into that and I started googling and I found like all these internships in Los Angeles mm-hmm. I told my dad I was like you know what I like sat down with my mom and dad and I was like I don't think I can do this and my dad was like are you fucking crazy like you know and I was like I want to do fashion <laughs> And they're like fashion, like I just can see your dad's face right now. (laughs) Yeah, he was so mad. He was like, "Why the hell did you go to school all these years?" Then I was like, "I don't know." 
I can't, I can't really tell you. I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. So yeah, that's when I decided that I wasn't going to go to med school and I was going to move to LA. Literally within two months, I packed all my stuff and I went to Los Angeles. And my dad was like, with ICS, he was like, you go figure it out and you'll be back soon. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to figure it out. So we'll see you soon. And I was like, all right. So yeah, that's when I moved to Los Angeles. I was like, fuck it. you reminded me of a quote uh when you were telling your story and that was if you chase your passion it will lead you to your purpose are we really doing the things that make us happy and then that gets fogged and and you sometimes don't know but when you know you know and when you picked up your bags and said you know what i am going right now i think that's just that inner voice inside was just very strong in you and saying now is the time fast forward time you go now to this internship you do that this is now you create a business from that out of all of the products in the world I can kind of see where maybe some sort of fashion where that came into your world because you were into that making your own clothes did not know that either uh, but what landed you specifically to hats faith <laughs> Um, well, the first thing I was into was footwear. I decided I wanted to be a footwear designer and work for like a big company or designer, you know. So when I went to intern, that's what I did. I found this lady who was looking for a designer and I messaged her and I was like, well, I'm not a designer, but I want to learn, you know, I'll, I'll like clean, I'll do whatever you need around, like in, in order to learn like an intern. And she's like, well, I don't need an intern and I'm not, I'm looking for a designer. And she was like, but I'm willing to meet with you. So I met with her and she was like, okay, you know, nothing. Like you literally know nothing. I was like, no, I don't. You're like, ouch. <laughs> so I was like, no, I, I've been, you know, studying and working and I just really want to learn about footwear design and everything about it like I want to be a footwear designer and she was like all right well come on Monday and we'll start we'll see where we can start so I was going to her five days a week and she was teaching me everything from like drawing and then illustrator photoshop rendering like how to get the shoe made and then she started I started helping her design shoes and the company she was working with started picking my designs and for every design they would pick of mine she would like pay me a hundred bucks which was wow. like nothing but still compared yeah. to what she was doing um but I focused on that and I had already done jackets before on my own um I decided that I would continue on with the footwear and I got a job afterwards she helped me get a job with a company called Chinese Laundry. But we also oh, yes. Chinese, uh, yeah. Chinese Laundry is, uh, yeah, well, very well known. Yeah. And they also, we also designed for Nasty Gal and Steve Madden. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a while, like two years. And I realized it wasn't what I thought. Like I thought it was going to be so much fun, so cool. And like, it wasn't. I was just in front of a computer. Monday through Friday, every day, just like 
in there specking, you know, designing. They'd bring me a shoe and they'd be like, design something that looks like this. And it would be like, you know, um, I don't know, Michael Kors shoe or mm-hmm. Alexander Wayne shoe. They'd be like, do something like this and make it different. So basically we're, we had to copy and I hated that. I wanted to do like these really cool designs and there they would be like, that's too costly. Like you need to do something cheap, cheaper, like to get it made cheaply and anybody will buy it. So like I would just design things that I didn't like, but they loved it. I was like, okay, this is not, this is not what I saw. I don't want to do this. And I looked for other design jobs, but everything was the same. Every corporation that's fashion, they all do the same thing. So I decided to quit and I, I like, I quit that and I went back to retail because when I first moved to LA, I was working at a Thai restaurant and in retail at the Beverly Center. I was just trying to figure out what to do then. I was like, now I left med school to do this and now I don't want to do this either. Like what's going on with me? Like, why mm. can't I figure out or stick to something? Like my dad would always be like, just pick something and do that. I'm like, well, I tried, but it didn't work out. So I started to like start all over again, find what my passion is. And every day I'd like walk around downtown LA and just like with a little notebook. And I would just write down like, what am I good at? What, what do I like? What, you know, what are my strengths? And finally I walked into um, a hat store called um, Millinery Warehouse on Spring Street. And it's like a super old school store from like, I don't know, hat making from the 60s. It's like old boxy. They have like those crazy weird big uh, hats. And the lady was like, oh, nice hat. And I had decorated this hat I had. I like painted it and like did things to it. I was like, oh, thank you. I made it. And she was like, wow, that's really cool. You should take a hat class. And I was like, well, it, it wouldn't hurt. Like, why not? I am. Mm-hmm. I do need to be creative and like do something new. So I kind of saw it like, you know, when you go painting and like wine. And I, I was like, well, maybe I can do something for fun, something creative. I took three classes and I just fell in love with it. I was like obsessed with the first class. I was like in love with it I needed to know everything about hat making and I would just make the first one I made I posted on Instagram mm-hmm. one of my friends was like hey uh can you make me one I was like yeah just pay for the material and I'll you're like you're my you. first customer <laughs> <laughs> $30 because I was using like this really cheap materials and like I didn't have tools or anything so they were just paying for the material and anything I needed to like make it and then I would post that hat and somebody else would be like hey I want one how can I get one and I'd message them and I would be like hey if you want a hat just pay me this much like for the cost and I'll make it for you and I just kept doing that (laughs) and like all of a sudden I started and they were all my friends and family like all of a sudden I started getting orders or messages from people I've never met I'm like oh this is weird but yeah I'll do it you know (laughs) And then it just kind of naturally happened and it's been going on ever since. For anybody listening who might feel lost and has tried something and it didn't go their way 
and they feel like, well, I don't know where to go. And they don't have a, a purpose. They don't, they don't, they don't feel like they have a passion. Your story shows that it, finding your passion is, is a journey. And if you don't have it at whatever age you have it, it's okay. You got to just try different things and see what feeling inside you get. And if something inside fires up that you're doing it, it's like you finally found it, but don't get discouraged the, the time that it takes to find it because it's a journey. You know, if you would have asked yourself at 16, if you would be doing, you know, what you're doing now, maybe you would say, whatever, like, get out of here. Like, no, but look where you are now. And it's just a testament to never give up finding your passion. Yeah. And you have to be patient because you could get easily discouraged. Many times I was like, well, I'll just, my dad was right. Like, I'll just go back to Vegas and I'll go back to school and I'll become like a dentist, you know, or a vet, something, you know, that's less time, you know, and I would have those moments. Like I would just sit in my little studio because I had a, a tiny studio in East Hollywood. And sometimes I would have like 20 bucks left at the end of the month, you know, and I'd be like, but then I'd remember, I'm like, no, my dad said I, I would be back soon. <laughs> and I would be like, I'm not going back. I'm going to the 99 cent store with these 20 bucks. And I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and then some way, like, it would always work out, you know, at the, at the start of the next month, I would be fine. And I started to realize, like, okay, nothing bad is going to happen if I don't have the money, if I, you know, can't pay the rent, like nothing physically is going to happen to me that is bad so I learned to like relax and just like go with it like a mind shift almost is what you gotta how how you're talking to yourself in those moments uh, because people may sometimes think that once they okay I'm gonna do this now because I've heard this podcast or I saw this video or my friend did it and it's it's gonna go just like them (laughs) and you do it and it doesn't happen. And you feel like, well, it's, I guess it wasn't meant to be, but in the reality, it's like, no, it is still meant to be. Sometimes you just have to wait it out and your dreams take a little time for it to be what it is in your head that you want it to be. Yeah. Your, your company is called Flora y Luna. I love the name. Can you share about how, how you chose the name and what, and what does it mean? Yeah. Um, well, like I was, like how you just heard that my brand came about it was just organic the instagram like i didn't know what to name it so i just put flora because i love everything flora like all the plants all the roses flowers all of that and luna reminds me of my grandma and same with the plants and the roses like i get all that from my grandma so i was like oh that'll be cute and then, like, I never thought that it would turn into a, an actual thing when I first started. So I just went with it and then it just stuck. I love your design that you have of your, from your business. I think it's you and the hat. You have butterflies yeah. around you, flowers, makes sense. Uh, some of your hats I've noticed, I don't know if all of them have it, just maybe the, the ones I've come across, but they have a butterfly inside is that something like creatively that you do uh, to leave your little signature and I also want to ask you what a butterfly means to you Mm -hmm. yeah that's the silk lining inside of the hat 
Um, I do different ones per season. Like I'll do a big batch of last time was a bird. You know, this time it's a butterfly. Oh, okay. And I, you know, once I run that, I'm running out of those. I start designing a new one, like something that means something to me. Like I was just thinking about the other day. I was like, I need to do a new one soon. And I was thinking of like a, a real life heart um, and like space, all these things. But um, yeah, the butterfly came about because the butterfly, obviously, it's like a metamorphosis, you know, where you you start from nothing and you become something. And that's what it means to me as well as immigration. Mm. You know how it's the monarca means um, it's the meaning of immigration. So those two things together are kind of the same thing to me because of my background and where the things I've been going through and all of that. For the people that don't know you're from, you season it out with changing what's inside that's that's like a little almost like when a painter designs something they have a little signature very unique about your brand I noticed and I'm like that's that's so cool that's that's different is there something that during this time of growth in your journey with your business uh, something that you've learned about running a business yeah you have to be consistent consistency would be the most important thing and that's probably one of the hardest things to do when I first started I was just like hooked I was not stopping I ended up quitting my job three months after starting making hats because I didn't have time to to make the hats because I would go to work and I needed that time to make hats because I was getting so many orders and I was still learning at the same time but I was doing it seven days a week, nonstop. Um, and I was pretty determined and consistent. And it gets hard, but you just have to keep doing it. And that's how you grow and that's how you learn. You make mistakes the whole entire time. I made mistakes like with every hat. But in the end, like I made it work. Like I would almost ruin the hat. And somehow it'd come back from like almost ruining it to being like, oh, it looks perfect, you know? Um, but yeah, I would think that's the most important thing I've learned is cons consistency. But with time, also after four years, almost five years of doing this, mm -hmm. I realized that it's also important to take time. Like you can't just go seven days without <laughs> having some time off. So after learning that consistency is important, I also learned that you have to have a balance. You have to take time off. You have to take a vacation. You have to step away because sometimes you could slow yourself out, you know, and you you can't think when it's something that's creative. You can have like brain farts. Like some days mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to make a hat. I would just be sitting there like feeling bad because I couldn't create something, you know, it's having like, arts block or I don't know how they do the writer's block yeah writer's um, block creative just a creative block yeah creative block, yeah. yeah and I realized that it was because I wasn't taking time for myself I was like so like I gotta keep going I gotta keep going you know um and that's not good because you end up you know feeling like you're failing because you can't create when in reality all you need is a break you need time to yourself 
And just like the thing that pushed me to do that was the pandemic. Before that, I was like going nonstop like crazy. But the pandemic was like, <laughs> yeah, but like, forced everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I worked through the whole pandemic, but I slowed down and it kind of forced me to, you know, I, I was like, holy crap, like I haven't stopped this entire time. And after that, like I started traveling a lot. I started going to Mexico, Spain, like everywhere. And that helps me so much because when I come back or when I'm getting to the end of my trip, I just want to come back and like make a hat. I just like feel it, you know, you, you take time off and you go back to it with a fresh mind. Pandemic forced everyone to take a breather for maybe the ones that were going like 90 miles per hour, maybe like you. Now that, that it's slowly somewhat going back to normal and we have so many distractions till this day being pulled from attention online news our family and friends they're amazing but you know sometimes it could be a distraction is there a practice that you do now post pandemic that you give yourself that work-life balance yeah I mean I try to take off at least three days off or two I think we need to start like normalizing taking the time, you know, and not working your ass off seven days a week. I think it's important to not do that. And also like chill out, you know, take things more lightly. Like before, I would be so worried because I had so many orders and I said I would be done this date and I would stress out. And if I would get it done that date, I would not sleep. I would be up till 6 a.m. if I had to. And the next day, sleep like three hours and get back up and finish and then ship them out by 4 p.m. And that was horrible. Like I would tell myself, I'm never doing this again. Like I need to finish sooner. You know, I wouldn't be like, I need to just say, hey, they won't be ready. You know, I would be like, no, I need to work faster. I need to do this better. I can't be up till 7 a.m. And now I'm realizing that that's not it's not that big of a deal like I just need to chill out and just send an email like hi uh date extended to I don't know if it's supposed to be done Friday Tuesday <laughs> you know, give myself the time it's not that big of a deal like just take things more more lightly and yeah be don't be so hard on yourself giving yourself grace forgiveness to yourself even because we we hear all about forgiving others, giving others the benefit of the doubt. But for some reason, when it comes to us, it's like that those rules don't apply. But what I love about you is that although it's still a daily thing, I can imagine we're still always striving to be the better versions of ourselves. You have a strong awareness of taking that time because you've done the opposite and it's like you 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 don't want to go back there no more because you've seen how what it does to you and your creativity and you need to be creative you need to be you know no stress no nothing hindering you from being the creative awesome self that you are and you mentioned the the giving yourself like hey if i need more time it's just a few days it's not the end of the world uh how generally long and it, it may vary from hat to hat of course but generally how long does it take you from beginning to end 
to make a hat? Yeah, like you said, it depends on the hat. Um, if it's a very simple hat that somebody orders, because I don't know why someone wants a simple, simple hat, which is most people, it takes me like one day. But One day? People, oh, my. Well, yeah, I did not expect that. Few, yeah, I'm doing a few. Well, I've gone faster. It used to take me a week. Oh wow. <laughs> so that one day that you do now, that, that that same kind of style of hat would take you a week before, but now it takes you one day. Yeah, because wow. I was learning and like I would do everything by hand. So everything is handcrafted. Like I people send me now in during the pandemic, people send me their measurements virtually and we have like virtual talks like this to so I can get to know them and they tell me what they want. Um but when it's like they say, oh, I want like um, an embroidery of a sunflower or something like that or beaded, mm-hmm. a beaded band, that takes me a little longer. It'll take me like two days or so to finish that. But ever since the beginning, if they would ask me for an embroidery of a flower, I would be like, um, okay, I'll let you know when it's ready. And it would take me like a whole week to finish it. And I would sit there for hours and like I would mess it up. I'd have to cut it, take it out and start over because I'm like, that looks horrible. I can't, I can't turn that in looking like that. So I would start all over, do it again. But now it's taking me like one to two days to, to finish these. That is impressive. And is it just you running your business right now? Right now it is. Yeah. The pandemic, I had help, but I, after the pandemic, everything changed. You know, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to start doing this alone again. And it's been working out since I did like make myself calm down a little more. I was like, the time will come when I will need a lot more help and expand more. But that time's not right now. Now we have social media. So we see someone quote unquote doing something and we haven't posted or we're like, we're missing out. We're not doing enough. And I think that's why, if I had to say a part of the big reason why we feel like we have to work seven days a week. You know, we have to do X, Y, and Z because w- if we're just chilling on the couch when you're trying to take that work-life balance, social media has a lot to do with it too, of feeling FOMO or what, you're not enough or you're missing out. And so mm-hmm. just being careful of that, especially when you're running and starting off a business and just being really careful the reason why you go on social media. I started, I stopped caring about like, if people are following me, I used to post every day too. I used to be like, I have to post every day. Like, and I organized my posts to post every day, but I realized that's not as important, you know? Am I dedicating my time to my passion? And if you are beautiful, and then if you want to post it out and share it to the world, that's beautiful too, but that should not derail you or change the course of your path because of the likes, because of the following, because ultimately, you know, it's almost like money, right? If you're doing something for money, for likes, for following, is that really your passion? I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how much money I make. I don't care how inexperienced I am. This is what I want to do. I'm sure when you started doing your own makeup, you were like, oh shit, how do I do this? And you had to like figure it out. Same with me making a hat when people would reach out to me they'd send me a picture of a hat and they'd be like, can you do something like this? And in my head, I'd be like, no, I've never done that in my life. But I would be like, yeah, I can. 
from beginning to end, if there's a process that you can kind of break it down for us, is, is there a process with making hats that you absolutely love that you get there? And it's almost, oh, I'm, I'm so excited to get to this point of the hat making. Or is it just everything from beginning to end that you absolutely adore? Um, I love when the hat's already locked, which is meaning it already has its form mm. and it's ready to be like decorated. I do love making the actual hat, like blocking it, giving it its form. Like I have the flower one, you know, I do like that because I tap out. Like when I'm blocking the hat, I'm not even there. I'm just, you know, time flies and I just do it. But when it comes to the creative, the other part of it, which is the decorating the hat, you know, adding the embroidery or the beading, that's where I'm more like, there's more emotions flaring out. That's, that's probably my favorite part of making the hat. You know, there's a video you posted on your Instagram. My eyes were like st stuck on the screen where you, uh, there was fire going on with your, the hat making process. I'm, I was like, whoa, I didn't know fire like that was involved. It's just cool that you let people in a little bit like that um, into like the process, because I think people love to know about the process because usually people don't share that. So the fact that you gave us a little insight on that, especially visually, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I had somebody message me, some guy. I've never even met this guy before. It's like, un señor. Uh, he was like, hey, I just saw the video you posted where I was like, putting the hat on fire and he's like you need to be careful with that I see that in the background there's a wall and you know you can catch on fire and you never know what's going to happen and like it was such a long message oh that I was going to like light my house on fire <laughs> and I just wrote him back like thank you so much for caring I truly appreciate it oh you're so nice <laughs> you're so nice it, it goes off by itself like it doesn't keep going you know actually you have to do more to keep it on fire you know it just turns off if you don't keep putting more flame to it wow yeah that was that was just pretty cool visually to see that so if you guys want to check that out go go to go to Ari's page I'm going to link everyone the your website so they can find your website your Instagram tell them where they can find you on in, on all socials so it's just at floriluna.com and at floriluna Instagram. Yes. No, no TikTok yet, huh? I have a TikTok, <laughs> but I never really go on it. I, I like know, me too. <laughs> no, I don't know how to do simple, stupid things. So I don't think I'll be good at it. <laughs> never say never, huh? <laughs> never say never. But you did open an account. So that's uh, more steps than I had for a while. Follow Ari on all her socials there. Ari, thank you so much for being here. It's just been a pleasure reconnecting with you again. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. I am mighty and social butterfly.